Welcome, me, Jeff, Jeff Lyons, from the podcast you know as Junk Miles with Chip and Jeff. And if I'm here, that means Chip must be here. Hi, Chip. Hi, I'm here. Uh, Jeff, this is Chip Chantry. I'm also on the Junk Miles podcast. And I have to say, I, I think this is the first time we are wearing matching shoes. I don't know if you realize this. Of course. I think it's, you know, it's going to slowly evolve matching shoes, matching shorts, and it's just going to be matching outfits. Right. And I think we're just going to evolve into one person. Maybe we can get one of those, like the giant oversized overalls where like we're each a different leg. I think that would be kind of fun, like almost like a three-legged race thing, and we just hop down, uh, down through our run. Well, if if the if they're made out of like proper wiki material, we can actually run in. I think that would be a fantastic idea. I'll look into that. I'm, actually, I'm going to Google as soon as we get home. I'm going to uh, Google uh, anti-wicking, anti-microbial, uh, uh, large, oversized uh, overalls. As Excellent. Chip, do you know what town we're in right now? I got to ask you a question. What do you know about the town we're in? Uh, I know that there is water, uh, right, a large body of water. I'm going to call it the Atlantic Ocean, uh, right next to us. Is that correct? That's correct. This is the Atlantic Ocean. We are in Belmar, New Jersey. Right now we're on the boardwalk on 10th Avenue staring at the lovely sand and ocean. Do you say you're allergic to sand? I'm deathly allergic to sand. I'm hoping there's no breezes that, uh, that blow it up into my socks and or ankles. Yeah, this was a bad idea then because there's going to be sand everywhere, Chip. Uh, we're coming at you, like I said, from Belmar, New Jersey, which... Uh, for our Philly listeners, it's a beach above LBI. Yeah, there are beaches that exist above LBI. Now, most uh, South uh, Philadelphians like to go to South Jersey beaches, which are beautiful. I'm going to be honest. I thought you were pulling my leg this entire time. You're like, oh, let's come up to, to my beach, Belmar. And I was like, there's no beaches up in North Jersey. It doesn't happen. I was like, let's go to Sea Isle or Wildwood, right. where we all know the ocean is. Right. And the thing about it, I think, when people come here, they're like, oh, my God, you guys have trees and grass. Because most people are used to South Jersey beaches that are barrier island beaches that are not, uh, you don't really have grass or you have stones, no shade, oppressive heat. Right. I, I mean, this this is, a, this is a nice neighborhood. It's a very nice little community. That happens to have a beach. That happens to have a beach. I mean, the beach is just gravy. It's, it's uh, it really, I'm not used to seeing trees uh, near, near the beach. It really is a nice. So just to make sure, it's, it's actually salt water. It's not gravy. Is that what it is? Okay, okay. Because I have, I've swam in some gravy before, and it is, it is, it is no easy accomplishment. I bet you there are like in the Midwest some lakes, like you know, where people like food like that. They'd be like, yeah, there's actually we we have a swimming hole that's gravy. You're like, what do you mean gravy? Like it's this great extra thing to have? No, we actually it's gravy. Could I? So throw out a, a, a I, I want to throw out an APB for our listeners. Maybe they can tweet at us uh, at uh, at Chip Chantry or at Used Wigs. Uh, and tell us if you had a giant body of water that to swim in, what would be the? I, I did just see a video on Facebook. I didn't watch it because I just scrolled right. through. But there was a there's a kid who got an above ground pool and filled it with Coca Cola. Wow. So, uh, but if, if what what beverage or I'm gonna say liquid, it could be any liquid. Any liquid, any liquid would you fill uh, a large body of water with to swim in? There's many uh, possibilities. I think most people would go with a beverage they could drink. Like I just picture people laying there and um, just kind of sucking it in, right? right? Like a kiddie pool. Like, hey, be great, put some beer in here, and i just lay in there. But, you know, I think five minutes into it, there'd be some sort of weird rash. I think there'd be a lot of weird rash, and there'd also be bees. Hey, let's, let's not worry about the bees. Uh, this, this kid's swimming around in Coca-Cola. Uh, he, he's, hopefully he has some EpiPens. That's all I'm saying. Let me tell you a quick story before we get running. Right now we're standing, and we hate standing. The thing about Chip and I, when we do a running podcast, we run the whole time, and we hate running. I mean, we hate stopping. Right. I, I originally wanted to call this podcast the Perpetual Motion Machine, but we decided to uh, we decided to go with Drunk Miles. 
perpetual well when we get sued maybe for someone who wants to take our name or maybe there's a large corporate behemoth that has the name junk miles and we have to change it we will change it to the perpetual motion machine with chip and Joe. <laughs> Um, oh, we got to roll it later. We got to roll it. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, we do. I was remember guys on our last podcast. We said whenever we saw roller, but oh, she's trying. Oh, she's looking. She's smiling at us. She, oh, she dropped her coffee. I don't know. She's throwing it out. I think she's gonna hurt herself, Chip. Let's not look at her. I think we're causing her to. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, let me tell you. First of all, corrections from our first podcast. I think corrections are good because I start. I say a lot of things that are blatantly falsehoods, lies, untruths. Um, I told you my wife went to um, Fort Washington High, and you kind of gave me a quizzical look like, yeah, I'm not really sure about that, Jeff. Well, you were correct because there's no high school called Fort Washington High. Okay, I, I thought I thought so. You, you, I always defer to your judgment. You're, you're yeah. a very intelligent man, and I thought... I, Maybe maybe it's something I just didn't know. So uh, can can we uh, learn which high school she? She didn't. She was homeschooled. It was yeah, called the, the, it, was. it was called the Andrews High School in Grain Mill. No, actually, it's Upper Dublin. Upper Dublin. Yeah, you're familiar with that. I'm very familiar, and I have horrible memories of Upper Dublin. Not because of your wife yeah, seems like a wonderful woman. Uh, they they had the first rubber track that I remember. We when I when I played tennis against them. Not that we played tennis on a track. Person. Were you on the team? I was on the tennis team. I was on the tennis team. Uh, but they did have a track, and we just thought, we're like, wow, these people are just rich over here. They have a rubber track. Uh, but I remember I was really stressed out. I was a good kid. I was, I was always very nervous. I never wanted to get in trouble. And I, I, was, I was really stressed out, very angsty about something. I think the prom was coming up, and, of course, I probably didn't have a date. Right. I was just very angry about something. I was playing doubles tennis at Upper Dublin High School, and it wasn't going well. We weren't doing well. I was up at the net at one point, and uh, a lob went over my head, and I went uh, for the the, uh, the overhead, and I lost it in the sun. And uh, right, and I, which I never do because I'm a gentleman. I'm on the tennis court, and uh, I just hur- hurled out some profanities. Like, and I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna, 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 gonna expose the listener to what I said. It was terrible, uh, not knowing that my coach was uh, right on the other side of the fence and uh, gave me a dressing down that I'll never forget. <laughs> dressing down. It stinks getting dressing downs. Speaking of dressing downs, this is not really a segue. Let's start running. What do you say about that? I'm ready to go. All right, we're gonna. Okay, just so our, our, our uh, I, I guess can we tell them exactly where we are? Is that is that allowed? Okay. We're at 10th Avenue in Belmar, and people, 10th Avenue is a very famous. Uh, 10th Avenue. It's not like some crappy 10th Avenue in your town, uh, because Bruce Springsteen supposedly wrote uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out about this, and his band named the E Street Band, and then the E Street Shuffle is 10th and E. Now I don't know if you noticed when you drove in. Did you see a giant guitar? I did not. All right. When you leave this town on 10th and E, in front of the library, is a giant replica of Bruce Springsteen's guitar, so we can have. Um, like visitors and fans of Bruce Springsteen to take bus tours through our area. I think it would be a wonderful thing. And I was actually going to make a stupid little joke about 10th Avenue freeze out. And I wouldn't have been off because that actually is the 10th Avenue. Yeah, so we're starting here at 10th Ave and we're going to run through a few towns and we'll, we'll call them out. As we go through. So if anybody wants to come to 10th Avenue yeah. and they start start and run with us, uh, would we be heading north? Uh, yo, definitely north, yeah. Yeah, we're going to head north and this might be second only to the river loop in philly my favorite place favorite place to run so we'll be coming back at you in one minute as we save this audio file here we go
we're back, people. It is, I don't know, someday in June. I'm on vacation. I don't really know. I want to say it's June 30th. I think this might be the uh, final day of June. All right, let's get running. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, now we're actually running, guys. Remember before... Nice brisk uh, pace right here. Yeah, we got, uh, got some wind, a headwind. So the nice thing is we will, on the way back, we will not have a headwind. It'll be at our back. I would call it a backwind. I, I like to call it a tailwind. Uh, I did have my tail removed, though, when I was uh, when I was at a bit. I had jaundice and a tail. And, uh, was it a prehensile tail? We were able to swing from things? Yeah, which is the reason why I was a little upset with my parents when they told me about that. When they had it removed, I was like, I really could have utilized this. But they're like, no, you would have been a freak. So. But, and they're like, a lot of times, Chip, we couldn't find you. And then we'd look up, and you're, you're swinging from the ceiling fan, just hanging out there. And it was hard to get you. Little Chip with the tail. It was. It was. I was, uh, I was a feisty youngster. Well... Before the break, we were talking about filling pools or lakes with uh, different sort of beverages and liquids. Uh, about 15 years ago, this is a party town, Belmar. Part of it is, part of it's a nice residential community. But there would be some summer rentals and we'd have what some people would call guidos, shoobies, I think they call them in South Jersey. Um, and a lot of guys, Instead of going to the beach, would fill up kiddie pools and just sit on the lawn and drink beers and kind of just be gross. Hey, can, can I say, here's a little known fact about kiddie pools. What's that? You can literally do that anywhere in the world. <laughs> you don't need to come to the beach to do that. Right, and that's why I was kind of perplexed, thinking, you have a beach two blocks away, and you're just sitting there in very hot water, and you're drinking a beer, you have some, like... Uh, hamburger bun crumbs floating around. So, now, this, now, can I ask, were these like younger guys, college age guys? I like to call them maybe not college, college age, maybe skip college okay. to be like a uh, quote unquote stockbroker at some uh, stock uh, type place that might not be uh, legitimate. No, no philosophy major is what you're saying. Pretty much. So, I was always kind of upset by this. So I wrote a dumb article for Use Wigs. And it was basically about a uh, 27-year-old overweight New Yorker, basically why, basically extolling the virtues of just sitting in a kiddie pool all day. And you know, he'd sit in it all day, end up getting drunk, passed out. Right. His friends would throw stuff at him and his pool would fill up with disgusting items. Absolutely. Besides the fact that it's a drowning hazard if you're that drunk, falling asleep in a kiddie pool. Right. So, you know, I put it out there. And this was back before there were a lot of satire entertainment sites. So my cousin, who worked, she was in high school, she worked at Town Hall, and she was reading it online. Someone saw it, and they're like, oh my god. Someone kind of thought it was real. And they're just like, we can't have this. And so the, the mayor at the time, Kenny Pringle, saw it too. Yeah. Was he from the Pringles fortune? Yeah, oh yeah. He let you know it too. Every time we walk around cans of Pringles, he'd pass them out. That, I mean, it's nice of him at least. Yeah. So, he's like, you know, he's a cool guy. He's like, we can't have this. I'm gonna make a law banning kiddie pools from the front lawns of houses in Belmar. So he has this big meeting for a vote, takes a picture of the screen, I guess you call it a screenshot, right. and uh, gets it blown up, has it on a big easel in the meeting, Unanimous vote to ban kiddie pools exactly. from Belmont. 
And that, that's a that's a piece of used wigs legislation yeah, right would. there. Jeff Lyons, you're in the you're in the history books. You're kind of like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I don't like to call it like a what do they call it? activist, social justice warrior. Some people, a guy who basically instills change with the mighty pen as opposed to a sword. Uh, I, I feel like law students for for decades will be citing your case like used wigs v belmar oh, yeah. although i think you guys were on the same side belmar. yeah there was no really v it was used wigs agrees with belmar and belmar agrees with used wigs i mean if there was a photo it'd probably be me high-fiving the mayor right i just i think it'd be great just to see some groundbreaking court case like they're in the middle of litigation and he's like objection your honor i would like to cite 1998 <laughs> used wigs v angelucci yeah That'd be fantastic so that is my kind of Belmar claim to fame. Uh, and right now we're coming to the end of Belmar. This is First Ave, Belmar Fishing Club on your right. Oh, that looks nice. It's a, sort of like a hacienda of sorts. Yeah, it does look a little Mexican-y. But uh, actually this is Belmar Fishing Club. Um, it looks like it's pretty swanky. Inside. Uh, yeah, actually, it's not that swanky. It's more of just a place everyone goes to drink, locals. Okay. You got to be a member, but it's a lot of fun. My mom was a member for a long time. We just go there, drink up a storm, look at the ocean. Good time. I have no problem with that. Now, now let me ask you this. What was it like to grow up on vacation? Yes, that's that, a great question. I grew up, uh, not to give any way secrets, but I grew up in Eagleville, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's in the suburbs, suburbs of Philadelphia, just past Norristown, PA. Right, sure. Not exactly a tourist destination. We have a prison and a rehab, uh, so that, there's a reason for some people to show up. But other than that, uh, no one would ever vacation there. So uh, so what was it like to live in uh, this wonderland called Belmar? Yeah, it was neat because I think there's 5,000 people in the, in the winter. It's kind of sleepy, quiet hamlet. And then in the summer, it would get up to... Chip, wrong way, wrong way. Chip almost ran off the uh, Belmar Avenue by the Sea Bridge, but that saved his life. Really, I mean, I mean, not, not only are you changing the legislation for this town, you just saved one life. That's it. I'm a lifesaver. Um, yeah, so then in the summer, it gets up to 50,000. Half of the town is uh, year-round residences. The other... You have to interrupt. I apologize. Oh, no. Is this a drawbridge? Yes, it is, actually. Will it open at some point today? This is like an old town, Chip, so you never really know. Okay. They like to give you notice. You know, they like to be professional about it, I guess you'd say. Right. But sometimes... A big boat comes in. I would feel like a like a gentleman in pantaloons comes up and down the streets ringing a bell to to alert you. Is that is that how it kind of goes down? They have their own special outfits, the uh, Belmar Bridge, Bridge Patrol. Um, yeah, so it was kind of like a weird, like June hits, the town explodes. It's a lot of fun. We get a lot of um, you know people from New York, North Jersey. A lot of people, like I mentioned earlier, you'd call. Guidos who embraced the term. It wasn't really derogatory. Uh, celebrating them. But the funny thing was, like, the locals, us, and the uh, the Bennies, that's what we also called them, okay. we never really mixed. Where, where does that come from? You know, the Bennies? Uh, a lot of people say it comes from Bennies, short for uh, benefiting, okay. benefiting our local economy. All right. Or it could have been just a really jerky guy named Benny, yep. who was, like, the worst of the tourists who came into town. Uh, by the way, I, I want to say that there are some surfers out there yes. in the ocean right now, which uh, reminds everybody to uh, check out our surfing podcast, Hang Two. We're just the two of us. And uh, the audio, really not 
not that quality. Uh, it's underwater half the time. We're really out of breath. Uh, there's a lot of waves crashing. So uh, not I don't know how long that one's going to last. I, I don't think long. I, I don't think it's going to be. Let's see. We have, I just looked. We have 132 episodes so far. Um, as you said, most are underwater. And uh, the thing is, you and I can't surf. No, not at all. Uh, it's, uh, we're both very fearful. We're both very cautious. Uh, I cried during three of the episodes because I thought I saw a jellyfish. Yeah. It's, I'm going to say it's not our best work. And it's weird because I think pretty much every episode one of us gets saved by a lifeguard. They know us by name. Right. Ironically, though, uh, Boogie on Down, our boogie boarding podcast, <laughs> one of the things I'm most proud of in life. I think it's great. I think both of us are really excellent at it. Uh, we haven't been saved yet. No, uh, we haven't been saved. Uh, I, I know I, I've been wearing those little uh, flippers on my feet to really give it that extra kick. You have some people call them fins. Right. You haven't embraced that. Uh, no. you're, you're more of an amateur. I obviously I was on the circuit for the bo- boogie boarding circuit for for a little while, uh, so I know what I'm talking about. But I, I, I feel like people would really uh, enjoy boogie on down. Yeah, and the thing is, when you grow up at the shore like me, I have webbed toes. Oh, oh, okay. That's why I don't need these. No, that's the superfluous uh, sort of boogie boarding gear. Which, which here, which I credit your parents, they did not have your webbed toes removed, no. much like my prehensile tail. I mean, could you imagine if we had a podcast? I mean, not even a podcast, just what we could do to conquer the world. If you had webbed feet and I had a prehensile tail. It'd be like uh, tail guy and, and duck, duck feet or something like that, right? That'd be pretty good. Tail guy and duck feet coming at you live from the ocean. Just me and you splashing around, having some fun. Now, let me ask you, uh, where are we right now? Yeah, we left Belmar, went over a bridge. Now we're in Avon-by-the-Sea. It's a tiny town. It's a very uh, well-to-do town where Belmar's a party town. I can tell that it's well-to-do because you pronounce it Avon, right. not, a- not Avon. Right, we don't want to be confused with selling uh, sham beauty products. I wouldn't call them sham. Uh, my mother used them all her life, and she's a beautiful woman. I've, I've seen your mom, Chip. I've seen her at shows. Beautiful woman. But it's always weird that she's wearing a sweatshirt that says, like, Avon Cosmetics. Has a bag, Avon Cosmetics. Look, uh, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to disparage the name of Skin So Soft <laughs> on this or any other podcast. I gotcha. So now we're going. This is like a... That's a really good uh, Avon Pavilion. Get, get a nice breakfast. My family will be going in a couple days. Now we're leaving Avon this fast. And I, I think it's very fancy because they... I just saw the one, uh, the one car that went past. They don't refer to them as police officers. They refer them to the as the avant-garde, which I think is really fancy. Well, we have a constable here. Nice guy. Um, yeah, this is a very tiny town. I think Belmar is 1.3 miles long. Avon might be like, I don't know, 0.5 on a good day. I'm going to give it a 0.7. 0.7. Nice. That's it. But when we leave Avon, every town here is separated by a lake. Okay. Spring Lake in Belmar separated by Lake Como. Let me see, Belmar and Avon, separated by the Shark River, not an actual lake. Whoa. Not an actual river, but they call it Shark River. Are there actual sharks? There were many years ago. In the early 1900s, big shark attack. Well, let me guess. You wrote a little article <laughs> making fun of all the sharks that hang out in the front yards, and they're like, all right, the constable came along. It's like, all right, sharks. Yeah, I want them. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. I just turned that constable into a bartender uh, for for the scene. Yeah, that was more of a, a bartendery accent and kind of attitude, right? Because you do in your stand-up, you do a lot of a lot of characters, right? Oh, you know, all it is is just characters, funny noises, 
uh, a lot of visual gags. I fall down a lot. I do a lot of, uh, I mean, you'll know that I'm on, if you show up to a comedy show and you're wondering, is Chip Chancher on the show? Here's what you do, just look at the stage. Are there plenty of banana peels lying around? Because if there are, Chip Chancher's off tonight. When you go into an impression, do you turn around first? And before you turn around, do you say, and I might go something like this. I do, and then the first part of my impression is saying the name of the person that I'm doing the impression of, just so we're on the same page. So I'm like, well, it might go a little something like this. I turn around and I'm like, hey everybody, I'm Johnny Carson. So they know that I'm Johnny Carson. That's kind of a subtle way to let the people know who you're doing, right? It, it's very subtle, it's very subtle. It's, you know, it's like if I'm doing like, so, so, you know, some of them aren't, aren't just on the radar. I don't do just the Christopher Walkins right, right. and the, uh, the Johnny Carsons. I do like, oh, here's the bass player from the Spin Doctors. And then I'll do, <laughs> is that the bass player from the Jim Blossoms? And like, no, I think it's Spin Doctors. And then we all have a great laugh. See, I was gonna try to impress you by knowing the name of the bass player of Spin Doctors. All I can tell you is Chris Barron, lead singer. Yes, that's all I know as well. I wish uh, I knew the name of the bass player, but I don't. Chris Barron, apparently very nice guy. That's right here. And does shows, local shows around the Philadelphia area, and uh, apparently puts on a great show. He, uh, he lost his voice for a while. He had like weird vocal cord damage, and I think he had to stop singing for a while. Yeah, you get like a, a node on your vocal cords, and then uh, I think you're not allowed to talk for five years. Uh, well, I, I think that's the thing, and I mean, uh, his, his doctor, she, uh, I was going to make a little Miss Can't Be Wrong joke, but uh, I, I just felt like it was wrong. I just, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like it was wrong. Yeah, we're not, we're not that kind of podcast, Chip. We don't, we don't go for the easy jokes. You know. Okay, can I, can I throw something at you? Yes. Uh, I believe, uh, and I think this is something that will probably uh, inundate the listeners with quite often, but uh, you and I both big music fans. Of course. Uh, I, I think we're uh, fans of some of the same bands. Yes. We have a lot of the same, I'm going to say, 90s indie. Oh, kind yeah. Of oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think you're a huge Guided by Voices fan. A huge. Right? I, 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 I'm the tallest Guided by Voices fan. I, I, would, I would say that you are, just with height, depth, everything going on. And I would say that uh, I'm a... I'm a I'm a pavement guy myself. Yeah, yeah, me too. Love God of my voice, but love the kids. Let me ask you this. Let's go back to the 80s or 90s. Yes. Big fan. Big fan as well. Yeah. I like the Pixies a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was like a huge Pixies fan, but you know, like Doolittle, Surfer Rosa, all that stuff. And I do love that Kurt Cobain gave them pretty much credit for creating the sound. Absolutely. Uh, credit where credit is due. Right. I got to tell you, I watch a... Uh, a channel that has a lot of concerts. I think it's called Palladium now. It's called like MTV2 right. something. They had a Pixies concert on recently. Fantastic. They are just so tight. And I expected Frank Black just to kind of mail it in now. But wow, they're really good live. Much like most uh, Americans, he mails nothing anymore. Uh, he he uh, he throws it out there. He lets. It, I've seen him three or four times in concert, and every time they're great. They roll out all the hits. Oh, yeah, uh, I actually saw, this is how many hits they play. They play everything. They played both versions of Wave of Mutilation during the show. I mean, that's how they play everything. But uh, I like them so much. We actually went, me and a buddy of mine, Jake Matera, went to see them at the Man Music Center last year, opening for Robert Plant. Wow. We didn't even stick around for Robert wow. Plant. That's the best one. You're like, sorry, Led Zeppelin guy. Yeah. I'm not listening to your stuff. And I got nothing against Robert Plant, but I was just like. Yeah, I think you might. Well, we did have a beef back in the 70s, but I didn't really want to get into it. He used to make fun of my prehensile tail, and I was like, I'm a child! <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. 80s, 90s, yeah. 
And I don't. I hate calling it a guilty pleasure because if you like it, it's your pleasure. You shouldn't be guilty about it. Right. I, I agree. Totally agree. Give me a band or musical group or, or a musician that that maybe might not be the coolest thing to like. But uh, I'll, I, you got me right here. I'm gonna say it. People think I'm joking, but there's a band called a little little band. Chip, I'm familiar with them. They're called the Goo Goo Dolls. They're, a, they're pretty much a ballad hit machine. Right. Have been since the late 90s up until now. A little cheesy, but they started out pretty early on, first two albums, pretty rocking. I would say reminiscent of early Soul Asylum. Some uh, definitely replacements. And their first two albums are fantastic. They got screwed out of a record deal by their label, Metal Blade. And I always felt bad for them. So when they finally did hit, with uh, their first ballad. I'm like, good for them. Yeah. But uh, I still love them. I still saw saw a concert recently. Fantastic. Sure, lead singer's kind of a heartthrob, borderline heartthrob cheese ball. Okay. But I don't know, just a soft spot for him. And uh, if I had to do karaoke, I'd probably start with five, five Goo Goo Doll songs. Okay, is that right? You just ease into it, ease into your my chunk of the evening right. with just five deep cuts. Mm-hmm. No, not even deep cut. I would just go straight, straight ballad hit, do slide, do name. Iris is, is Iris the name of the song? Yeah, Iris was their first mega hit. Was that the one that the movie involved? Yes, to the movie. It was called Iris. Well, it's, it was called Iris. And starred Eddie Murphy in a fat suit oh, playing cool. a uh, woman named Iris. Yeah, I liked Iris too, uh, a lot better when they brought in Farley. And I just thought the, the combination of, of Farley, although I thought it was a little hurtful to have Murphy in the fat suit, Farley just being Farley. You know, we better stop because we just missed a town. Yeah, we're going to slow down. Right now, we're in a town called Bradley Beach, people. Um, let's just... Can I... we get into... Oh, oh. so wait. Uh, I got to say, as we're looking over this, this might be the smallest golf course I've ever seen. Chip, down here at the shore, we have things called miniature golf. It's for professional golfers, people of very highly skilled golf ability. They like to work in their short game. Okay. 95% of the miniature golf courses along the ocean are only, you have to show like your PGA, PGA card, I think you call it. Is that right? Yeah. And do you get punches it for like a free slushy at the end? Oh yeah, you, okay. they get a free drink of their choice. But they don't really want kids on here. It's not meant for that. Kids throw up when they miniature golf. They play miniature golf like it's hockey. They just keep hitting the ball with their stick. Oh, like yeah, they're just they're just shuffling along. Now let me ask you this. Uh, I see a lighthouse. Yes. On this course. It is a lot smaller of a lighthouse than an actual lighthouse you would see, like let's say on a postcard. What's the purpose of the lighthouse on this uh, on this miniature golf course? Well, this one's actually a functioning lighthouse in Bradley Beach. It? Um, it saved. I can't tell you how many seamen it saved. Seafarers, maybe that's a better word okay. to use, especially you know with with young kids who like to. Kids are listening right. to this podcast. Yeah, this this is a fully functioning one. A lot of boats almost crashed on the rocks, but uh, one of the small, very small people who work here at the miniature golf course, so I think his name's Miniature Ted from Bradley Beach, really nice guy. He ran here, turned on the lights, the miniature lights, and it saved many lives, many, many, uh, many seafaring lives. That, that's great to hear. And I see that the SS Irene, a small boat, it looks like, not unlike the SS Minnow, is parked right on, I'm going to call that hole number four. Yeah. I guess, was there, is there a backstory to that? Yeah, sure. There was... There was a Superstorm Super Storm Irene, as you see the SS Irene. Yes. Superstorm Irene came and literally lifted the boat over the uh, the promenade here, right onto the miniature golf course. 
but people are like, you know, it looks good here. It kind of fits into the motif of a uh, kind of like a shipwrecky kind of miniature professional golf course. So I think it works. I want to say when it comes to motifs, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite is the seafaring motif. I just enjoy, and I think people it reminds you of being on vacation, or for you, it reminds me of your home. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I like that they have netting, they have decorative rope everywhere, and then just posts. And you just feel like you're at, you just feel like you're at at the beach. You feel like you're on the ocean. Let me throw something out for you. Okay. You and uh, you and Kim, you'll eventually be married and and have a, a place, maybe a motif for the bedroom, seafaring motif. I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of the game. I've already ordered some things on Amazon. Fantastic. Yeah, I have an idea, though. What do, you, what do you think about this, Jeff? Uh, now, you and I are both in the Philadelphia area. We're not right on the ocean as we are right now. We're both from there. Uh, I've been looking for another business venture, okay? People love seafood restaurants. Mm-hmm. And sure, they love seafood. They love shrimp. They love lobster. They love crabs. But I think really a lot of it is just the whole idea of being there. Oh, there's the wooden planks. There is the decorative rope. There's all that, right? Okay, cut out the middle, man. What if you and I open a restaurant in the suburbs of Philadelphia, yeah. okay? And we just call it, uh, uh, you know, Tidal Wave Willies or something like that. <laughs> and it's just, we just have all of the trappings yeah. of a seafood restaurant. No seafood, though. Whoa, that's a game changer. Here's the thing. It's a very disappointing game changer, but go on. There, there is a lot of people out there, and I know there's some listeners out there right now, really into... Sure. Oh, yeah, one second, guys. We're going to put an umbrella up. No, of course, no, no. We're going to help. And then... All right, so it looks like there's some uh, rope tying and... Oh, there is a little bit of a... Oh, yeah, maybe. I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, get it up oh, over that little knob little there, Chuck. Oh, there we go. We did it. Did it was difficult. It was no, but you know what? Super strong guy right here. Carol, thank you so much. I'm Carol. Hi, Carol. Yeah, nice I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you. I, I have a microphone. No, no, no. Let me shake hands. A little sweaty. We're uh, we're doing it. We do a running podcast where we we run and then we we discuss things in different parts of. Uh, we're from Philadelphia. Now we're going along the Jersey Shore. Water down here, and you can cool yourself off when it, so whenever you're down. You see, right down here oh, on the. Right here, water yeah. right here. So if you feel like you're hot and you want to get cooled off, come on down and please. Carol, I have a question for you. I. All right, Chip's going to get a quick drink. We, uh, I run here quite often, and I saw a plaque that said Bradley Beach was the first town to uh, have beach badges. Did you know that? Yes, it was. Yes. So it was the first town. I guess back then they wanted to keep out people from the beach that were drinking, and, oh. and they thought they were, they put up, they put actually up, they put up actually like fences almost. Right. And to keep out people that would come here that would be sleeping overnight and yes. all of that. So, Chip, I don't know if you heard this. I'm sorry, Carol. Bradley Beach, first town in America, 1829, I believe, to have beach badges. Basically saying, right. taking a natural resource right. and saying, we're going to charge you money to get on. Right. But Carol pointed out something good. The reason they did that was they didn't want vagr- vagrants, vagabonds, troublemakers, drifters. drifters, just people coming on here. Right. Okay. To come onto the beach, and yeah. I, and I said it worked, right? Yes, it did. You know, I've been buying a beach badge since I was 13. I went to Bradley Beach Grammar School here. Did you really? Yes. And then I graduated from Asbrook High School back in the days when it was a nice area. Yeah. And then I went to college in Virginia. But I came back. I retired last year. So uh, Dick Johnson, he's lived here his whole life. He was a teacher at Manasquan High School. Okay. And then he went to St. Rose. And uh, now he's in charge of the beach. And I met him, and he said, why don't you come down? And I did. And you meet a lot of nice people like yourself. A lot of people come from different areas, like White Plains in New York, yeah. believe it or not. Okay. They come for the day. Sure. That's an awesome bike. You went to Ocean Grove? 
You went all the way to Ocean Grove and back? Oh, Asbury's fun, right? You got to watch a lot of people, a lot of bikes. Yeah. Well, happy motoring. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to push your foot right in. Uh, push it to, like this way towards me? This way. Oh, pull it, like push the foot. Oh, push the heel. Like that? Okay. Happy, happy riding. Have a good one. Bye-bye. They used to use this, they used to cover all of the boardwalk, including Asbury and Avon and Belmar, with black cloth so that the submarines and everything couldn't see it. The Japanese warfare. Oh my goodness. No, like the, the local people. I got your stuff right here for you. You're, you're welcome, Carol. That's fascinating. So, yeah, Carol's pretty. Uh... They used to cover all these things with black cloth so that if there were any kind of Japanese out there, they right. couldn't see the lights wow. coming on. Because you know how they, I don't know if you remember, I used to, I like history. Mm -hmm. So they used to cover all of the headlights of cars with black cloths, remember? Right. So that you couldn't see the lights. So many accidents though, right? Just massive car accidents, just because no one could see lights. Oh, I think people would stay in at night most of the time, you would hope. Yeah. I hope, yeah. right? I think back in the 40s, 40s. They did, yeah. I don't think they stayed out that often. Right. Rationing. Oh, that's true. Gas rash gassing. It wasn't a very fun time to live in the United States. I guess a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, you weren't you weren't bombed. There weren't people bombing us because of all the the black and the uh, the, the netting, right? That kind of saved. I I'm from Center City. Sir. Okay. Uh, outside in suburbs, so Ardmore area. Uh, a little, not too far. Maybe about 20 minutes from there. Yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia's fun. I used to love South Street. Do you remember? I was born in Philly. Oh, you were? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we're West Philly. Yeah, we're from Philly. We're just doing a running podcast, oh, cool. and we're we're coming to the Great Jersey. Most people in Philly don't know how great this part of is. They're all they know about is, and south of LBI, they go to all the beaches down there, right? And then when I tell them like, hey, you know, there's this great beach, Belmar, Bradley, Asbury, and they're like, sorry, you're making that up. Right. I, I had to come up to Asbury and look at the beach. Well, we are. Oh, trust me, we're. The only problem about Asbury is you have to pay for parking all the ways down. It's two dollars an hour. Right. And that's what Carol was saying that if you park on the east side of the street, it's the. Oh, I'm sorry, the west. Uh, the west side of the street, it's free. Free parking on the west side of the street. On, on the east side. On the ocean side, you have to pay for parking, but on the west side, it's all free. And the cave is all free if yeah. you park along the cave. I thought you said the cave. I'm like, oh, there's a cave, a secret Bradley cave went with parking all the ways down so that's a pain in the neck are you afraid asbury's gonna get a little too hoity-toity no. no i think it, i think i like the progress it's making right I now do. right i'm pretty proud of it happy if you've ever been in the old steinbeck building it used to be have a good day on the beach bye they have uh, beautiful condos on the top yes i love it but. yeah and the new asbury hotel just opened oh, they say that's wonderful. oh we we well he's usually on brindley i mean on lorraine and uh, he's a bartender there and he said it's lovely well, that's great because we need a hotel in this area. Like, let's say we're getting married in Belmar and I want people to stay. They're like, all right, go to Eatontown. There's a hotel. And if you can't get into a bed and breakfast, now we have this beautiful, Chip, we're going to run by it, Asbury Hotel. Okay. Hip, beautiful, right across from like Convention Hall. The Salvation Army. Oh, is that right? Yes. And they, they converted it. No, it's still half Salvation Army. So you have a beautiful hotel and then half like giant piles of clothes. Okay. 
Yeah, a lot of the stuff we said are, is not true in once, at all. Uh, we just kind of throw out some false facts to keep our listeners kind of guessing. Do you know all the photos along the string here? Yeah, we, I, actually we do. Every now and then we might stop and comment on one. But, uh, Carol, thanks so much. This is great. Yeah. Okay, well, you'll see us. If you need to come down and use water or anything yes. or take a shower, please go. And we're going to, um, we'll be a little slower on the way back. Have a very good day. Right, thanks, Carol. Bye. Oh, you got it. That was Carol. We're in Bradley Beach. I think we learned a lot about Bradley Beach right there. Uh, I think we, you know, we really got the uh, the insight. We learned about uh, the history, the bargaining. We got a little World War II. Uh, I think. I think it's weird that I, that we wouldn't talk about some World War II defense tactics during one of our podcasts. Oh, I mean, that's that's exactly what I came up for. I mean, uh, I will say now, I'm stalling just for a second. I think we're far enough away when I can say this. Uh, after she said the name of the school teacher, Dick Johnson, uh, I blacked out. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. I took, I took nothing else. Could be yeah, I kind of tried to keep it going. I noticed you just walked into the sand. You walked into the water, which is weird. Right. I, I, did. I walked right into the water, just straight, and then just, just came right back and said, where were we, Carol? You think Carol was just playing with us, trying to see if we could get a rise out of us? See, you did the, the Salvation Army thing. Right. We're kind of like, ha, ha, ha. She's telling that other lady she saw. She's like, oh, I gave him the old Dick Johnson bit. Yeah. We thought we were getting one over on Carol. But Carol's probably pretty used to running podcasters coming by, giving her the business a little bit. And she comes off as sweet, but very crafty. Absolutely. And, and obviously, she's known by everyone in town. Everyone knows Carol. And, uh, well, oh, by the way, I'm excited. I don't want to... I don't want to reiterate because I don't, I don't want to have to tread over, uh, but because the listeners are actually one up on me at this point. You had a very nice interaction with a lovely lady on a tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was it was yeah. I had to go over. It might have been the sweetest thing. I, the woman had to be. She was, she was maybe a hundred, being maybe a uh, lowballing at a hundred. She was on a recumbent bike, which you called the tricycle. Yes, yes, it was very recumbent. Um, and she stopped to say hi to Carol because everybody says hi to Carol. And then her foot got turned outward and she asked me to move her foot back in its proper place. I, I did catch that out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, he's going down for the foot, yeah. switching it around, just uh, twisting up. She had one of those little, uh, like a foot guards on her pedal. And I mean, you, you got her on her way, Jeff. Well, I, I was being patronizing. I didn't mean to be. I said, hey, you went all the way to Ocean Grove. She gave me a look like, listen, Buster, I normally go all the way to Asbury. Oh, yeah, she she was taking no prisoners with with that conversation right there. But, again, a lot of our podcast is going to World War II, homeland defense mechanisms, a lot of talking to old ladies about their feet, touching their feet, right. moving their feet to the beat. Right, moving your feet to the beat. Here's the thing. Uh, when, when, it, when it comes to junk miles, we move our feet, and we move your feet. <laughs> How are you today? Hello. Right now we're at the... Uh... No, Carol would have had about two sentences in already. What is Carol doing right now? At, at every staircase that you go to the beach, there is a... Uh... A person sitting there? Absolutely, a person sitting there. Uh, and I sort of like a meet and greet thing. Maybe they're, are they checking beach badges? What is? Yeah, yeah, chip, actually these things are called badge checkers. Okay. And uh, you have to pay to get on the beach here. And uh, like I said, Bradley Beach, first town to monetize a natural resource. But I guess, you know, and they set the trend, but it takes, you know, many resources from the town to keep the beach going. It's, it's 
not just sand and water. There's, there's a lot more into it. Right, there's sea creatures underneath the sand that have to be dealt with. You have to fight off. Um, there's trash you have to pick up. Now, Chip, growing up, I had many jobs at the shore. Okay. For three glorious summers, I cleaned the beach in Belmar. Maybe one of the greatest jobs ever. The, uh, the actual sand you cleaned? Yeah, people would leave debris, garbage, old beach chairs, sometimes an occasional, I think they're called prophylactics, okay. condoms, gross stuff like that. Yeah. But, great job, we got paid a lot, worked two hours a day, and then our boss basically told us to go hide once oh, we were done. That's a beautiful thing right there, that's a great boss. And, one day, picked up an old Nike sneaker, just about to throw it in the trash, and I saw- Can I guess? There was a foot in it. No, no, no. No. We had a lot of foot talk in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I know you were hoping for another foot story. It was attached to an old woman on a recumbent bike. No. No, no. I uh, saw something glimmering, shiny object. Picked it up. Hello. Good morning. She had a very beautiful smile. Um, it was a money clip that said Tony. And I saw there was like, on the, uh, on the outside, a $50 bill. Throw it in my pants. My pocket, not in actually my pants. Go back to the car, get my coworker Don, and I went, Don, check this out, I found some money. He's like, sweet. As we're looking at it, two other coworkers walk over. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I found some money. I'm like, how much? Peel back 50, another 50, another 50, another 50, $750, Chip. Is that right? Wow. I was 17, $750 in one shot. I would just quit my job right there. Thought about it, but uh, I gave Don, 50, okay. and I gave Neil and Tuz 20 each, told them not to tell anybody. Right, you keep the track. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Chip, there was no 17-year-old on the planet, let alone Belmar, who had more Slurpees and played more Dig Dug at the arcade than Jeff Lines. The amount of brain freeze you must have had that week, unparalleled, I'd assume. I ate so much money. I took my girlfriend at the time out to dinner. Is that right? 17-year-old. Yeah, I know, right? It was awesome. Uh, now, I got a question for you here. Yes. We're running through, I believe, a different oh. town right now. And yeah. I saw something interesting on the board. They don't have as many carols. I mean, they have people there. I don't think they're carols. Uh, yeah, they're called badge checkers, not necessarily okay. carols. Okay. Uh, but they also have, at each at each entrance, they have a sign, yeah. which is kind of partially a whiteboard. Where, and I've seen this before, where it's like, high tide this time, low tide this time. Yeah. It said scripture of the day. And oh, then there yeah. was a... Uh, there was a Bible verse. Yeah, you know, we're going to slow down. We hate slowing down. Yeah. But there's a huge crowd of walkers. Yeah. And it looks like a parade of maybe camp kids. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. The uh, town of Ocean Grove. Ocean Grove, located between Bradley Beach and Asbury Park. Founded in the late 1800s by James Bradley. Religious man. Methodist. He also founded Asbury Park. Really? He made his money up in New York as a brush, the brush business. Okay. Um, he turned... Like clearing brush or like making brush? I'm guessing like a brush that you maybe brush a horse with or maybe your hair. Okay, like a horse brush. Horse brush. Basically, he turned his town into a Methodist camp meeting area. Camp okay. meetings are big with Methodists okay. oh, where nice. they would come to convene, have camps. Yeah, that is, uh, that's the giant Methodist church. Wow. And you can see all along there's like little tents. There's tent yes. city. Yes, absolutely. Um, and people rent them out, and they live in there during the summer. So this is, was a Methodist retreat. It still is. It's actually part of the town 
township of Neptune. Okay. But it's it's its own little like principality, if you will. And um, there's no alcohol. Very religious right here. Where there's a pavilion on the ocean front okay. that is a uh, they have religious services. Okay. Uh, during the summer, I come jog a lot in the morning, and they have their uh, worship service. Right. And it's pretty rocking. It's pretty. They got the band. They have you know guitar, drums. They do. So like I run by. Sometimes I find myself dancing. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. you're gonna move your feet one way, move your feet to the feet. Here's another interesting. Uh, yeah. This is a. Uh, I don't know what you call that. That's pretty cool though. It's basically like a, like a perpetual motion. Perpetual that guy might have his. That, he uh, might have his own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if I can explain it to the, to the listeners, it's a. It's like a scooter uh, that he's standing up on, but it's big and it and it has. It, it's a three-wheeled scooter. No so pedals. no pedals. And he's standing basically on bars that are on the back two wheels. And he's not so much using his legs as he is his core. His core. I'd say he's swaying using his core and his hips. It's a swaying motion back and forth that propels him forward. That propels him forward. The only, the, the only time I feel like I've ever seen anyone use that motion before would be like in a 1980s infomercial about some new exercise equipment. You know, again, Chip, I remember we had it in Philly. Sometimes there's a, uh, a rift in a time-space continuum right. where people from different eras will come through and they're pretty much oblivious to what's going on. I'm pretty sure he also had on blue blocker sunglasses. Is that right? Wow. And that's, so, you know, I, I, I heard about the Neptune uh, time-space continuum, so I think that might be the uh, might be the rabbit hole right there. Right, so we're going to take a break and um, we're going to do, there's a little worship music going on right now. Maybe Chip or Guy could do some worship dancing as we go by. But we'll be back and we're going to head into Asbury Park, maybe the crown jewel of Monmouth County's oceanfront resorts. about Asbury right now it's in a renaissance past 20 years the beautiful thing about the renaissance is it's a mixture of very hip young um, artist types um, there's a big gay community in Asbury Park which helped revitalize they basically brought a lot of properties along the lake on this side facing Ocean Grove and also on the Lake Deal Lake and they kind of bought these big old homes rehab them live there and the more they uh more people come they uh move closer and closer into the town buying properties okay. so it's it, asbury park was the pits in the 70s early 80s it's it was just almost like shuttered okay. but now we're going to run the boardwalk a little bit more we just stopped for a second we hate stopping I, so much but i feel like it was a necessary look look, look engagement photos there's engagement photo that's not I, I think the guy feels weird enough i don't want to draw attention to him but uh yeah, he's like just forcing a smile on. He's wearing white plaid shorts right now. I mean, yeah, there's like. <laughs> that was coerced right there. He's like, uh, could you iron the pleats? He's like, I don't even want to have pleated shorts. Pleats? There's no reason for pleats. I used to get uh, when I was uh, when I was in like high school, and you'd have to get dressed up to go to. Uh, a lot of times the khakis would come with pleats, and if, yes. if for some reason I got them, I would try to iron out the pleats like yeah, as I much could, as possible. Yeah, and then you learn. I could spend hours. Pleats are unfuckwithable. Oh, they, they really are. I mean, whoever whoever did those originally just, I mean, they're in it to win it. I remember at one point I was like, more pleats. Like, I would look for pants, I'm like, three? Was that right? I'd want like six. I think those, I think what you're actually looking for is corduroys. Oh, oh yeah, I wanted mini pleats. I think that, that's actually, there's a whole other section for those called corduroys. Now, we're, we're at a place right now called the, the Stone Pony, and I believe this, is this a famous place, I believe? Oh, wait, look at Wait, can, can, I, I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're gonna love this because we're going through a, uh, a renaissance again of maybe bands from different years. All right, Chip, give me the rundown. By the way, before, and I, this is gonna be a little quiz, a little game for the listeners. Yeah. When you were talking about loving the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. we're talking about guilty pleasures. I have a couple of guilty ple- guilty pleasure nights. I bet you the, the the band playing on the twelfth is a guilty pleasure. That is the one. That yeah, is the one. That is the one. And playing on the twelfth is guilty pleasure. Uh, so we're gonna run through it. Uh, so we have Steve Marley's gonna be here. I guess he's one of Bob Marley's kids. I'm, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to say so. Or maybe Jacob Marley from the uh, uh, the, the, the Dickens. Yeah, it could be his great 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 grandson. Maybe tell him ghost stories. Exactly. Uh, you have the gin. You just now it just says. I want to say ah. the gin. I want to say the gin blossoms are going to hear. Right. It does say gin blossom. Right, singular, not plural. So. so maybe it's just like Robin Wilson, just him by himself, the lead singer. Maybe it's well, again, maybe it's just the bass player. Or and this this happened before. The Stone Pony has been known to be tricked. There's a local musician named Ginger Blossom. Exactly. People call her Gin. Okay. Sometimes she like calls up doing like a voice like, "Hey, me and my band want to play," and they're like, "Who's?" And she's like, "It's Gin Blossom." And they're like, "All right, Gin Blossom, you're you're booked." Is that how that works? She doesn't sound like she has a great voice based on a... Uh, no, no she's really horrible. Well, that's she's not booked anywhere, I guess. She, she has to tr- trick the stone pony. It's so, a, so don't come the 12th. Gin Blossom's playing, not the Gin, gin Blossom. But you liked it. That's Hey Jealousy, Ben, right? Hey, Je- hey Jealousy, and much, much more. Yeah, Money. Give, me, give me one more. Okay, uh, there's I'll Follow You Down. There's uh, Allison Road. Oh, Allison Road, sure. Right, uh, there's a couple others that, uh, Till I Hear It From You, I believe. Is oh, yeah, that was probably their second biggest hit, Till I Hear It From You. They had, they had a quite... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, so I took my uh, took my lady friend, uh, who is a huge Gin Blossoms fan from her middle school days. Plural. Plural. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she's not a big fan of Ginger Blossom. Right. Uh, oh, I mean, she has some of her albums. Sure. Sure. But so uh, she lo- she loved the Gin Blossoms, and hey, we all love the hits. You know, remember from back in the '90s. Never thought much of them. And uh, they were coming to the saddest place on earth. I don't know if you know the saddest place on earth to perform. Uh, is it a county fair in Pennsylvania somewhere? Very close. I'm actually performing at a county fair in uh, in, in Kutztown, Pennsylvania this year, and it'll, it, it's going to be awful. Uh, no, it could be fine. Kutztown's a nice place. Kutztown's a beautiful place. Uh, we we I saw that the gin blossoms were coming uh, to the saddest place on earth, Harris Casino in Chester, Pennsylvania. Wow. So uh, this is about seven, eight years ago. Decided to take my lady friend, surprise her, got her tickets uh, to see the Gym Blossoms. Because, hey, it's her favorite band from middle school. Yeah. She still listens to them every once in a while. Uh, I got four tickets, but my, my buddy and, and my brother came, and the four of us went. And she was kind of excited, but I was I kind of went as a joke. And they ended up performing in this, I want to call it a glorified conference room. Mm-hmm. It was just a conference room. It was There was nothing glorified about it. And there was the stage on one side, and then there was about 30 feet around each of the three sides of the stage, and then there was just conference room chairs. Were there leftover, like, conference room food from maybe the Friday before? Right, it'd be like packets of syrup yep, and that type right. of thing, because it's probably a breakfast room as well, as most comedy clubs are. So, uh, everybody just sat in the chairs, and there's just a, a, a canyon of space between the band, and, and they came out, God bless them. And they sang a song or two, and it was very mediocre. They sounded fine, right. but there was no energy. Everybody's just sitting there watching them. And to his credit, I believe his name's Robin Wilson. I yeah. threw that name out there. I think his name, uh, who I have never seen live before, said, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're stopping the concert. We can't do this. Yeah. Uh, you got to come up here and dance. You got to come up here. We, we, we need your energy." And were you busy writing on the whiteboard, like some marketing initiatives? Right. I was. I was doing that. I. I, I sent for more hot water for tea. Uh, and they said, guys, we need your energy. So they made everybody get up and stand next to the stage. And Jeff, I'm going to wow you right now. For the next two hours, they rocked the house. Oh. They were, uh, first of all, they sounded great. Right. Uh, very tight outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not what they were wearing. No, what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is sure. uh, they, they sounded great. Uh, Robin Wilson, uh, singer, he's, he's very funny. Yeah. Uh, he's very engaging. 
Uh, he there was no airs about oh we're rock stars. He was just he he had fun with the crowd, and it was one of the most fun concerts I've ever been to. We're gonna slow down and talk here. We're in the middle of Convention Hall. There's a there's like an open air promenade. Uh, Convention Hall's over here. This is like Chip. The best of the best of New Jersey bands have played this, but the Clash played here really? when I was a kid. Many huge bands played here. Dramarama, one of my favorite local bands, they had a song called Anything Anything. Okay. Uh, that was Ellen DeGeneres' favorite song. They appeared on her show playing that. Exactly. Um, so let's see who's coming up to the Asbury Park Convention Hall. Uh, yeah, not, not that many great bands right now. Uh, August 6th, you have Peter Yarrow of uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Wow. John Sebastian of the Loving Spoonfuls. Okay. So this, these are like super old people. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> like, like a young child's like boy. Young. Like young uh, here, come over this way. There's, this is at the Wonder Bar, and then. Yeah, it was. I don't want to get called out by any listeners. All right, over here, uh, Stone Pony. This is, yeah, we just saw that coming attractions. So Stone Pony, the bands, and then the. They were just here. My friend just saw them, so they're pretty good. And then at the big room, the Asbury Park Convention Hall, we have Jonathan Turbin's Soul Dance Party. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. That's Tubin, I think. Tubin. It's too many words. Yeah. Livingston Taylor. I think that's a seagull. Is that what it is? Livingston Taylor is a type of seagull? A type of seagull. I think it's a seagull that performs, I guess, seagull type things. You know what I think the seagull does, basically, is they put a trash can, a trash can in the middle of Convention Hall. He flies in and just, like, goes to town. I, I mean, that, that's not, it's something I'd pay $20 to see. Uh, we have A.J. Croce. I'm guessing that's Jim Croce's kid. I would assume so. Well, maybe Pat Croce's kid. Pat Croce's kid. He, oh, I can say one, one of two things. I can almost guarantee. He, he's going he's gonna to have a great timber in his voice, or he's going to be extremely motivational. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. And then July 29th, Vision Tattoo Arts Festival. Uh, arts Fest, the, I've, I've been here for the uh, Tattoo Arts Festival. Didn't actually go in. Uh, I didn't have any tattoos that unless you unless you show some ink. Wait, so they have like a scanner. They have a scanner, right? Um, oh, by the way, Bush and Chevelle. Oh yeah! Oh my God! This guys, this is like Chip and I are just running through like our 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 youth. This could be our '90s. Uh, Umphreys McGee. Uh, yeah, I used to see like stickers for them. That yeah. has to be a, a, a atrocious hippie band. I would it imagine. It is an atrocious hippie band. They're very gr- they're very good, but it's it's extremely jammy. Just hippie yeah. jammy. Here, uh, one of our mutual favorites, Dinosaur Junior. Opening for Jane's Addiction. That's a, that's a, that's a great lineup. Right yeah, there. and then Minus the Bear. Very good. They started out more alternative, then they got a little more into Electronica. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bouncing Souls. Rocket from the Crypt is opening up for Bouncing Souls. I have a problem with that. Rocket from the Crypt may be one of the greatest, greatest punk bands to come out of the San Diego area. Uh, my good friend Dave Walk, huge Rocket from the Crypt fan, and I think he would be upset as well. Dave's also a friend of mine, okay. and I believe... Dave, we had him on my old podcast. He might have had, if you had a rocket from the crypt tattoo, you'd get into their shows for free. Is that right? Yeah, and it's a great little rocket coming out of a... Out, out of a crypt. Yes. Well, you know what? Actually, works out perfectly. July 29th, the Visionary Tattoo Festival's here. Right. They're here on the 29th. You come in during the day, get your rocket from the tip ta- tattoo. Right. Go right, right in. All right. Uh, Oh, the Lumineers. Oh, Langhorn Slim. He's a local guy. That's we we interviewed Langhorn on my old podcast. Really? Yeah, super nice guy. Very fun. Um, Deftones. Refused. Refused is a, uh, they're, they're a rock band, a hardcore band from Sweden, I believe. Or one of those uh, Scandinavian type countries. That right? Not that Switzerland is, but we're Sweden. Sweden is. We have the OAR, 20th anniversary. More Dirty Hippies. I, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that would be a, a big Asbury uh, draw. Go-Go's farewell tour. I'd see the Go-Go's. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, uh, 
Uh, they, they just call it the went went tour. That's a pa- that's a that's a past tense joke and a, not a very good one, might I add. Oh, and then uh, to wrap up the season, August twenty sixth, you have Blues Traveler and the Wallflower. Oh my God! Two bands that actually, uh, not to date myself, but they were uh, two of the bands who came to uh, Muhlenberg College when I was a student there. Got all excited to see Blues Traveler and the Wallflower. Okay, I got a, a quiz for you. Okay. Which band had a member that regularly broke toilets? You know what? My gut instinct is going to say Blues Traveler. Yeah. Is that what it is? It's, yeah, it's Blues Traveler. I was, just, I was, yeah. I was wondering yeah. if Jacob Dylan had some no. sort of anger management problem. Or, or uh, angry bowel syndrome, one of those things. Right. No, uh, uh, By yep. the way, I'm assuming you're going to be here on July 15th for 311 and Yahoo. Yeah, sure. I think that's the kind of music I'm into now. <laughs> I will say, uh, the Modest Yahoo concert... Uh, probably not a lot of people from Ocean Grove will be attending. No, no, it's the exact opposite of yeah. type of religion and music they would appreciate. And the Violent Femmes are going to be here on, oh, we're here on June 19th. Yeah. Wow. A lot of good music in Asbury Park. And Asbury Park is really a great place for uh, bands to come, like, you know, bands to do New York, Philly, D.C. A lot of them now are stopping, uh, doing, you know, smaller venues, Stone Pony, Stone Pony Outdoors. Uh, so this is the convention hall. We're just walking through it. Because we hate stopping, but we have to be very uh, respectful. Right. We don't want to like run over like the women in a stroller, people drinking coffee. Um, you know, we do something like that. That gets back to Carol. If Carol, you know, and Carol, she's a talker. She'll tell two people. She'll tell Dick Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, I, and trust me, I don't want to be on the bad end of Dick Johnson. No, he'd really give it to you, Dick Johnson, if if he found out that you were running through. I guarantee that Carol's still laughing about Dick Johnson right now. She got us. She got us good. And that's the thing about Carol. She'll uh, she'll check badges, but she'll also, you know, have no problem giving people the business. Yeah, okay. Check out our uh, break schedule here. We're going to take a break. Ooh, coming up to 19 minutes. Oh. We're going to stop, but we're almost at the end of Asbury Boardwalk. We're going to make it to the end. Okay. And then if we turn around... Beautiful thing about Asbury Park, as you can see, beautiful beach. Vote always order one of the best beaches, and their lifeguards always win the lifeguard tournaments. Is that right? Because they're all like hardcore, like lifeguard guys. A lot of towns by me, like you know, college kids, like uh, you know, well-to-do kids. Here it's like you know, you rough and tumble. Right. These guys will have a, a knife in their mouth, dive in the ocean, right. save you, spear a fish while they're doing it. They're just working out the stages. Pretty much. <laughs> getting cut so we're coming to the end of asbury park and there's a really nice food court area along the ocean where food trucks come right? it's called like north eats and i want to because they switched the s and the t <laughs> north east yes <laughs> I didn't, you know what i never even really thought about that I mean, I oh know, my god maybe that's just my runner's eye kicking in but that's what i'm assuming maybe happened holy christ chip i i just figured this is the north part of asbury and it's eats. By the way, I wish people could see what's happening right now. Yeah, we're running alongside a. We're gonna we're gonna overtake him, Jeff. Let's pick up the pace. Oh good lord. Let me fi- I'm gonna fix my hat for a second. We were we were running side by side with an ATV uh, that a gentleman was riding in. It was one of those. It's like a sorry. It's like a golf cart. Golf cart, but there's also a Tonka truck. Yeah, it looks more like a Tonka truck, but I think it's doing garbage. And he was driving right next to us for for a good quarter mile. Oh, the northeast isn't open today. God, uh, son of a... I don't think so. I mean, there's two guys... Oh, there it is, Johnny's pork roll. Oh, That's pork my friend's truck. We're gonna go see if he's oh, there. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, uh, guys, we're gonna take a break. We just ended a 4.2 mile run to the end of Asbury. Maybe we could get a, uh, a visual or an audio of you slapping... Here we go. See if you can do that for the... That was a good one. Ow! Alright, taking a break. 
Junk Miles Podcast 2 episode and broken. And we're back, people. We just, uh, we're at the turnaround point from 10th Avenue and Belmar to, oh, excuse me, sorry, guys. Oh, we just ruined your run, didn't we? No, we, we ruined it. We're sorry. Oh, see, sorry. We just ruined it. Yeah, they're doing a great job running, and we walked into it. Uh, we're picking up now. We're at a turnaround point. So from 10th Avenue, Belmar Chip to where we just ran to, that was 4.12 miles. So this is going to be like an eight-mile run for us, which is nothing pretty much. Yeah, I, this is what we'd call just basically sleepwalking through a, a junk mile or two. We call this warm-up with Chip and Jeff. We really should, like, very, very basic warm stretching our legs with Chip and Jeff. Absolutely. Taking a stroll. With Chip and Jeff. Is that what you said? I think that's what you said a minute ago. I think I just, Did I say it? I don't know. You know, strolling's a pretty big thing to hear. We come, my family and I, we come to Asbury all the time. We were here the other night. We had on the boardwalk Pop's Garage. Great place to eat. Uh, we just like people watching. Right. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of fun activity, ice cream. There's always, we, last time, last year we were here, there was a wedding on the beach. We watched that. We're really into wedding. That might be John Yuri's. I'm going to go over there. We're at the uh, North Eats, and this is the uh, Johnny's Pork Roll Truck. Yeah, I think that's John Yuri's. Chip, we're going to come over here. We're going to walk over. We're going to see if the Johnny's Pork Roll Truck is open. Hey, guys. It's Johnny's Pork Roll Truck. Is this John Yuruzzi? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. How you doing, John Yuruzzi? Jeff Lyons. We're recording a podcast right now. We're doing a running podcast. Chip Chantry. Hi, I'm Jeff. Brian. Jeff Lyons. Pat McCartney. My cousin. How long has Johnny's Pork Roll this is our fourth year. We just went in our fourth season, do technically. Taylor Ham, and you're still. Yeah, I get incensed. You do? Yeah, Brian can attend. Occasionally. Yeah. I, I've uh, wearied of the debate. I just let yeah. him say I'm it and make him a sandwich. <laughs> and where does Taylor Roll come from? Is that a, it's like a Pennsylvania Dutch thing or? Uh, Trenton. Trenton. I don't know, Chip. Yeah, the one thing you should know about Trenton, what Trenton makes. The world takes. Right. See, this is Jersey. Chip's a Pennsylvania guy. He's into like Scrapple, Shady Maple, weird food. We are just discussing that. Really horrible. <laughs> Where New Jersey, we have real food like pork roll, tail, or ham, right? And do you buy it in the... Yeah, yeah. there's 190 pounds in that truck right now. Where do you get it? Uh, we got this in Neptune, a restaurant depot. Oh, nice. Yes, Trenton brand pork roll made by John Taylor. And what's your, what is your most popular sandwich? Pork roll, egg, and cheese. Pork roll. Uh, on a Kaiser roll with the poppies? Yes, like, yes, exactly right. But we like to call it a hard roll. The hard roll, yeah, yeah. Taylor ham. Okay. Taylor ham and hard roll. My cousin Pat. Kaiser. Yeah. What are you? Kaiser. Yeah, I think because I went to Friedman's in Belmar, right? Ever. I wish you could bring them back. Always with seeds. I don't like to take our podcast down a little bit, but you know, Friedman's had a really bad ending. They had, they had a rat problem. So great when we were young. Remember our childhood? Even went to St. Rose High School, right? Went to St. Rose High School. You go to Friedman's for coffee and grammar school, and we'd go get like rolls. You'd sneak out, and we were allowed to go out to lunch. But this Friedman's, this chip, it was a uh, a mecca of of breakfast goodness. Yeah. 
right. And people would come down and be like, I gotta go get uh, you know, hard roll and butter. That's what we'd do, hard roll and butter, right? Hard roll and butter. The knips roll. It was right. called a knips. K N I. Like, Johnny, I think there's twelve different names for this roll. But knips was like a brand of hard roll, I think. That Friedman sold Brian, it was so good. It had this like hard shell, it was soft in the middle. But they made their own, right? They made everything. I don't know where the recipe came from. Um, but sadly, uh, they had a rat infestation problem, right? That shut them down for a couple of years, yeah. And then they never really rebounded. Once he gets in the paper that he got rodents running through your bakery. Can't rebound from a rat problem. The lucky thing about Johnny's Pork Chuck, it is gleaming clean. I mean, it's like ridiculously spotless. There wouldn't even be, a rat would be nowhere near any of this. And are you friendly with the other trucks here? Like, there's no competing pork roll vendors. No, there's, yeah, we yeah, do, but if I sold hot dogs, he'd be upset, and if I started selling ceviche, she'd be upset, so we try to be respectful. Do you think, though, like, finding that niche, that that coffee and pork roll and no other nonsense is where it's at, right? I, I do, also. yeah. Oh, oh, so you're expanding the, the, the empire. On, on pork roll? Well, they're called waiting fish when you're angry and your arms are folded like your friend here oh, and you're like where's my damn sandwich and the Oaxacans over there firing away working like a dog people get all irritated I go hey have a waiting fish yeah and it kind of makes them I kind of like that the wait the waiting fish it's a great uh it's a great concept right there fantastic because I watched like a couple of those food channel shows like great food truck race and all that and no one really did what you did where people are waiting and hand out goodies. Yeah, well, it, it just people get angry. <laughs> you don't like... I, I've never owned a business, but I'm going to guess that angry people aren't the best people. and They're hungry. Right. Standing. You're not standing under an overpass on Tunnelly Ave, like in the rain. I mean, it's, it's the most beautiful place on earth right now. I'm just looking at it. This is my first time in North Jersey, on the North Jersey beach, I should say. And it's, uh, it's gorgeous. South I know, so he calls it North... Isn't it a little offensive? Oh, I apologize. My apologies. At least he didn't say Central Jersey, which technically we're in Central Jersey. Central Jersey. Right. So, Newark, yeah. See, like, people from Newark would be like North Jersey. We're a legitimate Central Jersey. We almost seceded. 732, right? When 732 began. It used to be two area codes in the whole stick state. You were 201 or 609. Yeah, 908. Split it up. They're like, we don't want you disgusting Philadelphia people from the South, right? Us. Really? You're getting more Philly people? Brian, would you not Philly agree? A lot of people yes. from Philly. It was the gays from Philly first. First, and then the New York gays came and outpriced them. So then they kind of, you know. That makes sense. New York always wins, right? I'd imagine just as with sports team, with anything, there'd be tension. But. Yes, right. Hi. Are you a Johnny's Pork Roll truck employee? Is it a good place to work? I mean, can't beat the view. No, Got a right, solid crew. You're staring out at that. Yeah. Handing out gummy bears and pork roll. Swedish fish. Swedish fish. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. gee, I, I don't listen. Could you imagine how salty The thing about when... Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing. As a podcast host, I've been doing it for 10 years. I don't listen really a lot. I, I'm not a big listener. I'm more of a talker, you know. I'm more of a talker. Um, how's your boss? Good guy? Can't beat him. He's the best. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I would you say? I know. Right. It's orange with pink rims, a pink basket, a green bell, two bells, in case one breaks down. All right, now Johnny, growing up around here, we had cruisers, and they were just like things to get you around. They weren't like like points of pride. You're like, I have this 
Schwinn, Cruiser, Blue, nothing. Right now, it's like a competition, right? Boss Cruiser. We all had Boss Cruisers. What happened to those things? You guys remember the real But right now, you just couldn't have a normal Cruiser, right? My boyfriend also, his hobby is like customizing bikes, so I don't ever really have a plain bicycle. So even if you brought home a plane cruiser within hours? I came home from work one night and I had a crate with a bubble machine and Christmas lights in it. That makes sense. So when you're going up and down the boardwalk... Johnny, you'll like this. Um, the first like cruiser bike I kind of built with Dean Igley, right? Dean Igley and I, a friend of ours, Little brother. Right. Well, yeah. Russ comes into this story, the son of a bitch, because I left my bike at Dean's house one day, right? And I come back the next day, and guess what? Take it apart. Russ sold it. Wow. Yeah, Russ was like, he, Russ was like the, the Fonz of the punk scene of he, underdog Murphy's Law, um, yeah, old hardcore bands that like Russ was the first one to leave Belmar to go up to New York and get uh, integrated into the scene. So he'd bring down all his punk friends and they would hang out at the Igloo house and I was scared to death of them, right? Scared to death. So when I found out Russ Russ sold my bike, you know what I did, John? You gave him money for it. <laughs> I, I said, okay. And I kind of just slinked off. I'm like, I guess I got to go build another bike. So what time are you guys opening? Uh, right now. Excellent. All right. No, I, I'm vegetarian. I, I'm your biggest vegetarian fan, John. I'm friends with you on every like social media, and I promote you. But that's because I'm a great guy. I don't care that I love Jersey. I love the Uruzi family, one of the iconic houses in Spring Lake. Growing up, you enter Spring Lake right on your right, right? It's it's right now. Yeah, now it's. I mean, iconic meaning it. People deemed it unworthy to be a house anymore. Knocked it down and built a giant one on top of it. Right. Okay, guys, thanks so much. We're going to head out. Good seeing a cousin, a new friend, another new friend, and an old friend. All right, Johnny's Pork Roll. We'll see you. Bye. People must think it's weird when we're running away and we're just running. Right. Right, and we're still talking. Goodbye. Chip, I got to say, it's not every day that I meet my second cousin no. who's talking to... You almost didn't recognize. It was just like, I mean, that's how... That's how small of a world it is. You're, you're just talking to this guy for five minutes. It's like, wait, your dad and my dad were, were cousins. Yeah, wow. It's pretty, it's pretty. And Chip, I think that gives you the kind of small town feel of, of uh, this whole Monmouth County, Jersey Shore area. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, super nice guys, but also uh, extremely scary if you don't know them. Uh, just, I mean, even just, just at one point when he said to you, I, I guess it would be Johnny. Johnny, he's like, ah, you got a sandwich in there? He's like, I got 190 pounds of pork roll in there right now. Like, that just sounds very foreboding. Like, I don't know if he's talking about a body or actual pork roll. Like, yeah, well, that's... What happened to, uh, you know, what, what happened to Tony Scarlucci? Let me just say, I got 190 pounds of pork roll in the hey, truck hey, right uh, now. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? You out for a, a daily exercise? I do this every day. What do you do? Give me your plan. So eight miles a day, I walk. Oh, let me guess. You go from, where do you start? Asbury. The Belmar? Oh my god, yeah, eight miles. Every day? Wow, you gotta be. How old are you, sir? 86. Wow, you look great. What, uh, what's your favorite part about the walk from Asbury to Belmar? The favorite. Uh, what's your favorite spot? Yeah. Right here in the convention hall. Yeah. Seen a lot of good entertainment. Yeah. What was the best? And, uh,. Uh, what about Tommy Dorsey? He's got a pretty girl in here. 
she stayed at the Ber Berkey Cutteret. Is that right? Wow. I had my prom at the Berkey Cutteret. I saw a lot of good entertainment at convention hall. Tommy Dorsey? Tommy Dorsey. Perry Como? Perry Como, oh my god. Frankie Lane? Frankie Lane? Frankie Lee is terrific. I saw it down in Florida. And Tony Bennett I saw four times. But then they Antonio go. Antonio D. Benedetto. That's his real name. To the Paramount inside the convention hall. They go there too. Is that right? Yeah. Now you're all set now. Yeah, we are. Thank you very much. Your name is? Have a safe trip to Atlantic City. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Enjoy your walk. We'll see you, buddy. Have a good one. Chip, we really couldn't ask for more colorful characters along our, our jaunt along the Jersey Shore. And he's 86. Nah. That voice is straight out of central casting. I, I just, I just want you to. I think that should just be our podcast right there. Those two minutes, just cut off all, just yeah, cut just, the wheat from the chaff. Just him telling us about every band. He's bragging a little bit. Well, did you notice that he did not want to give you his name? I know. He just told me to go along. Maybe again. A lot of people here, they flee from certain areas. Bad paths. I don't know if you or the listeners heard this, but as we were walking away, you were saying, I apologize, I heard it out of my other ear. He goes, remember when he said, hey, enjoy yourself down in Atlantic City later, which I don't exactly know what that means if he just thinks we're running south. But uh, he also, as we were running away, he goes, he's like, I'm going to see my twin brother down in Atlantic City later on today. That's what he said, or something to that effect. What? <laughs> or uh, he's actually going to see his... You know, I'm going to assume that his twin brother is also 86, uh, but he's going to go see him uh, down in Atlantic City later on this week. So uh, that was kind of... I want, to, I want to come back here and find him. Well, we know every morning he does the walk, right? We know where we find him. I bet you Carol knows him. Uh, guaranteed. I don't even know why we're even assuming. I mean, we just... Obviously, he knows Carol. But uh, I, I will say this. You know, elderly gentleman talking about all the uh, musical acts that he that he saw back in the day, and I'm sure us on the inside were kind of giggling a little bit and hearing about Perry Como, and uh, and the listeners probably getting a little rise out of it. But him sitting around reminiscing about all the old acts that he used to see, that's us in about three years. You're aware of this, right? That was us in about 20 minutes ago talking about the Jim Blossoms at, at a at a corporate boardroom. Right. He's no different than you or I. You're right. That'll be. I was at the Stone Pony, seeing my favorite solo performer, Ginger Blossom. She was horrible, but she could really lie to people and get them out to the show. The, the Bouncing Souls, they were a great outfit out of Edison. Funny story, Chip. Uh, my cousins live in Edison. I was born a few towns over from Edison. Is that right? Yeah, uh, Livingston, New Jersey. Then we moved to Hillside. And then uh, when I was two years old, they bought the house in Belmar for about $28,000. Is that right? Wow. Right on the ocean. Well, two blocks. Yeah, two blocks. Hey, you're not allowed to have houses right on the ocean. No. No, not at all. You know what else you can't have is... Uh, what? Kitty pools on your front lawn. No. Thanks to an intrepid young activist named Jeffrey Lyons. I got to tell you, Chip, I have a nephew, Will, and he calls me... Jeffy Tigers, I know. Is that right? Oh, because your last name is Lyons. He knows how to mix up. He knows. He's three. And I, he, I told him my name was Lyons. Just want to throw this out here for anybody thinking of coming up here to visit Asbury Park. Another tiny golf course. Yep. Notice no one's on it yet. Professionals have not. They're probably on the big course working on their long game. Right. And then they'll come over here later for short game practice. Have some pork roll from Johnny's, uh, Johnny's pork roll. Johnny's pork roll truck. And, uh, by the way, I don't know if I told you this last podcast or not, I don't want to repeat myself just two episodes in, but, uh, 
as a stand-up comedian, I don't do a lot of crowd work. Not really my thing. I like to do my little, spin my little yarns, do my little uh, jokes. Uh, one night I was up in Allentown a couple weeks ago. Uh, There's three gentlemen there. They were dressed up in golf attire. You know, like they just came off the links. Right. They were probably about, you know, 30s, 40s. Just seemed like a couple guys having a good time. I come to find out by talking to them in the audience that they are uh, professional miniature golfers. They're oh my goodness. And apparently there was some national competition in the Allentown, Easton, Bethlehem area. And uh, they were there for the day. And uh, let, me, let me just say, I did about a half hour of crowd work just on them <laughs> because it was the most interesting thing I've ever heard. Did you go through the whole thing about like a tiny golf bag? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, hey, let me get an inside question. Which one of you guys is the purple ball? Because <laughs> right. I think there's some uh, strategy into that. They must have a pretty thick skin, right? Because you're like, hey, I'm a professional golfer. Let's just say they had plenty of suntan. I will say that. Yeah. So they're outdoors. So it's, it's like leather, that, that, that skin. And they wore, like, golfing clothes like a normal golfer would wear. Right, right. Uh, you know, like... Good, Chip. If they wore normal golfing clothes, but everything was a little bit too small. Right, everything's just a little tiny, but they got that thick skin, both right. both physically and metaphorically. <laughs> right, like big leathery wrists, right, from just... And they can also take a joke. Chip, we're, oh my God, it's the Tonka truck again. Yeah. Leave us alone. Yeah. So we're now, now we're back in Ocean Grove. Yeah. I know you don't want to do it, Chip. We're going to take a break. Our poor girl interview went longer than expected. Town of Footloose, where there's no dancing, it, running might be outlawed through this town. I don't. Okay, we're gonna stop right here. Tell the listeners, what's the difference between a promenade and a boardwalk? I, I, trust me, I know the difference, I know. but just for the listeners. Historically, boardwalks made out of wood, some sort of resin material right now. Newer ones, promenade, specifically built for teens going to prom. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Um, Which you, you think, think is weird, one day a year, but they right. build it. It's important down here, Chip. Okay. Uh, they call it Prom County, USA, Mom County. Is that right? That's why it's stretch limos everywhere. Right. Okay. And we do like, right now I think we do about 12 proms a year, one a month. Okay. So it's like a monthly, a monthly prom. You know what, boy, as as a teen, that must be just so stressful having to ask somebody 12 different times. I mean, I had to do it once in my life and that was <laughs> that was enough, uh, enough grief for me. Yeah, it's expensive too. Right. Most kids, teens, boys own their own tux. Most own their own limo. Is that right? Gets that. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. A limo or pork roll truck. I would go in a pork roll truck if I, because you know, you're coming out of the prom, kids been dancing around, they're hungry. Hungry. You say to your date, you're like, look, sister, I'm going to take you to Dorney Park tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm going to make the money right now. And let, let's, let's face it, all the teens are high and drunk anyway, right? That's what they do. Well, they, so after prom, you guys would do Dorney Park? Yeah. You know, that was a thing that we did. I. I said that as if like that's a thing. I, yeah, for, yeah, for whatever I, reason, I, to stop you I apologize. My uh, yeah, my uh, my junior prom. Yeah, we went to Dorney Park, and my senior prom, maybe Hershey Pie somewhere. We went to an amusement park for whatever reason. We went to the prom on Friday night, and then Saturday was the big day. That's where you would go out, and you would uh, you would go to a amusement park. I, I don't know why. Because it's fun. Because you're teens. It's fun. It's not all about. Oh, I should say I was also nine years old at the time. Oh, that's okay. yeah. I was a. Uh, 
really advanced uh, academically. So it was kind of like, my mom was like, you gotta go to the prom, but we're gonna take you to the amusement park afterwards. It's kind of sweet. All right, so, all right, so now we're back in Bradley. Okay. As people like to call it Carroll Town. Yeah, Carroll Town, USA. Uh, get shirts made up. Yeah, so Chip and I are a little wary right now. We're afraid we're gonna see Carol as she's gonna kind of rope us into another history lesson. Well, the good news is we hate stopping. Yeah. So this time we are legitimately gonna keep our feet moving. It's our plan, Jeff has devised this, where we're gonna acknowledge Carol, we're gonna say hello, give her a quick greeting, but we're not gonna stop moving our feet. We're gonna keep running. She might have some ploy like, oh, my umbrella doesn't work. Or, or my heart, it feels weird, but we're not gonna stop. My left arm is tingling. Right, none of that stuff. I smell burnt toast. No, yeah, no, no, we're not falling for that. And uh, let's just say we are also trained uh, EMT yeah. workers. We can do all that stuff. So I wanted to get back to something. I can't even remember, it was so long ago. We were talking about Bruce. Well, yeah, yeah, we ran through Raspberry Park. Uh, I need to hear a little bit about Bruce Springsteen. I'm a very surface fan, I have to admit. Uh, here's the thing with Bruce and me, my relationship with Bruce. Uh, I had the uh, Born in the USA album when I was about seven years old. Right. Loved it. and. Uh, I'm going to say everything I've ever heard from Bruce Springsteen, I've really enjoyed. But I've never pursued it to go buy more albums or to go see him live, which I've been told a million times that I need to. Uh, so, how about you tell me a little bit about Bruce? No, no, it's a fake Carol. That's a Carol? Okay, Carol. We'll talk to you again, Carol. That was Carol. But she looked like she had fake hair on. She did, well, I think, you know, so many podcasts come and go, she needs to, uh, oh. she needs to get lie low. I think that's what it is. I, maybe she was avoiding us. Maybe that's the thing. We're so pumped. That hurts. She's, she's trying to go with us. That hurts. Yeah. Getting back to Bruce. Yeah, so, uh, he, uh, you know, I live on 10th, and in front of our library we have a guitar. Bruce's guitar. It's kind of like an homage to 10th Avenue and East Street, East Street Shuffle. Right. If you really listen to East Street Shuffle, the song... Um, I mean 10th Avenue, freeze out the song. Right. You're talking about 10th Avenue in New York, Hell's Kitchen, okay. not Belmar. Yeah. I'm not going to go through all the finer points, but you as a Bruce fan out there, just listen. It will disabuse you of the notion that 10th Avenue, freeze out's about Belmar. Is that right? Okay. East Street Shuffle might be. Right. Supposedly that's where the band practiced on East Street and Belmar. Don't know the song East Street Shuffle, at least by name. I, I I feel like that might try to be like their dance crossover, like the electric slide. It's like everybody do the East Street Shuffle, and then you, there's like a little dancing. Clarence, God rest his soul, would like show lead everybody in right. doing it. They do like a little conga line. He was just there for that. The I'm thinking that it might not even be a song. Let me go back through my Bruce history. I think that might be Bruce Springsteen, East Street Shuffle. Yeah, I'm not even sure what that is. I think it's a song, it might not be. Now, Chip, you'd think I'd be a big Bruce fan? Right. Growing up, I wasn't. Okay. That was more into the... Well, you know, he was in his uh, Tunnel of Love era, and, uh, you know, you're, you're a rocker, you're, you're a punk guy, and uh, I would assume that uh, the fine sounds of the E Street Band were not, were not ideal, not the hip, cool thing to put on your jeans jacket. All right, well, here's the thing. I always thought he was a bit corny. Okay. I like him as a guy. I think he's a cool guy. Do you know him? You, you, you hung out with him? Everybody here, Chip, in Monmouth County has met Bruce Springsteen. Is that right? There's a thing once a year where he'll come to the gazebo in either Manasquan, Bradley Beach, Asbury, and he'll just stand there and he will greet 
every citizen of Monmouth County. Exactly. Yeah, so everyone's supposed to, and it's pretty much by law, part of like paying taxes, mowing your lawn, not having kiddie pools in your lawn, right. is meeting and bowing down at the feet of Bruce Springsteen. Is that right? Wow, that just sounds like a nice guy though. Really nice guy. He'll, uh, yeah, he's his guitar. If you meet him, you ask him to play requests, he'll say no. Yeah, you, know, you know what I've heard, which I think is really cool of him, because he says he's a nice guy, but you get the requests, right? right? And he's like, hey, Bruce, you got your, your uh, guitar. Can you play a little Thunder Road? Can you play a little, a little Dance in the Dark? And uh, he's like, oh, sure. And he looks behind him to nobody in particular and just screams, one, two, three, four. And the, but then just stops and the, right. there's no payoff. And everybody gets so excited. I think that's probably just like, he's so used to it, you know? Right. Like, like during his daily routines, if he has to count anything, oh, right? Like he's just at the grocery store getting apples. Right. He's like, all right, one, two, uh, three, four. And, right. and he looks like around he's behind him. Right, and he just, it's just celery, that's all it and is. And he kind of just mumbles like, hey, big man. Uh, right, right, and then uh, good guy, Cleveland. Good to be here at my grocery store. Um, speaking of getting people excited about the beginnings of songs, my good friend Ryan Carey, who is a, uh, is a comedian and a uh, New Jersey native, a uh, very funny guy. He's a, I believe he's a writer now for one of the newspapers. Ryan, if you're listening, I apologize. I can't remember exactly. I, but I'm not... Not that good a friend. Go a friend. I'm not on LinkedIn with him. I don't know his whole history. But he's a very funny guy, Ryan Carey. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite things, one of the hardest I've ever laughed, I think, and it's so stupid. But uh, I was at Helium Comedy Club getting ready for the open mic one night. And it's just... You're in the bar room at Helium. You've been there before. Sure. There's about 50 comedians, different people, crowd, crowd members just milling about, waiting for the show, waiting for the doors to open. And from across the room, I just hear, I just hear this. And this is what I, this is what I hear. I just hear, it's been. That's all, that's all I heard, right? And thank you, thank you, guys. Give us some more encouragement. Thank you. That's what we needed. Thank you. Thank you, Bradley Beach kids. Sorry, it's just. They really stomped on your joke right yeah, there. Really did. I, should I? Should we go back and no. scold them? Give them a real one, once over, real dressing down, as I said earlier. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so I just hear somebody go, "It's been," and it sounded like the beginning of one week by the Bare Naked Ladies, and people like kind of turned their heads, and it was just him, Ryan Carey, and he just does that when he's in a crowded room, to see who gets excited <laughs> that a Bare Naked Ladies song is coming up, and th more importantly. Who gets let down that it's not actually oh. happening? So next time, I want you to do this, listeners. You're in a crowded room. You're bored. You need something to do. Just real loudly, but try not to draw attention to yourself. Just go. It's been and uh, and think of Ryan Carey. All right, people, we're back. It is uh, Chip and Jeff, Junk Mile Spectacular, show number two. We're on the boardwalk. Now we're in Avon. We just breeze through Bradley Beach, record pace. Can I point out that I, I, I said, oh, it's 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 not Avon, it's Avon. Right, but but good old Carol, she referred to it as Avon. So I'm not saying she's more of an expert at the beach than you, but also Jeff, I don't think you knew much about uh, the history of uh, tarping things up during World War II, did you? I really didn't, so I guess we could call it even. I think we should really find out if it's Avon or Avon. You know what I mean? Right. 
Maybe I could ask, uh, I'll ask this. Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Is this Avon or Avon? How do you pronounce it? Avon. Avon by the sea, right? Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Avon. Right. If somebody called it Avon, what would you say? Wrong? Yeah. <laughs> um, probably not. Probably not, yeah. just be polite about it. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. All right, yeah. so I'm... So you're, you're just being polite when Carol... Do you know Carol? Carol's a badge checker at Bradley, Bradley Beach. Really talky. Seems to know really, really yeah. talked a lot about stuff we weren't. trouble with the uh, umbrella. With the umbrella. We with the umbrella. She called it Avon, but we didn't. We just kind of let it slide. All right, Avon. Thank you. No Alrighty. So that was uh, that was an uh, Avon by the Sea badge checker who gave us this the skinny. It's Avon by the Sea. I feel a little bit better. Feel a little bit like I know my area more. Do you know what Belmar stands for, Chip? Where did the, the name derives from? Is that an acronym? Like, best ever <laughs> land and Go, you're water doing it. reservoir. Is, that, is there a W in the... In no, that's in New Jersey. It's Belmar. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Best ever land, more, uh, and... Uh, no, it, Belmar is just a... Uh, took it from the French, beautiful sea. Okay. Oh, Bell. Yeah, Bell. Okay. Right. Yeah, simple. Nothing... You know, and there's no like, how do you pronounce it this way or that way? Like this pain in the butt town here. Right. Right. No, you're just, you, you people want to come here for vacation. They want to enjoy themselves. They don't need to stress over pronunciations. I'm a little bit nervous. We are going over that draw. The drawbridge again. You did say they would give us fair warning before it opens. Uh, right now. Because I, I felt like I heard like a chain going over a, going over a wheel. <laughs> the best part about growing up here, if you had to go to work or anywhere outside of Belmar, if you were 15 minutes late, all you had to say is bridge was up. Hey, bridge opening. It's kind of nice. It was really nice. Even if you're going the other direction, where there were no bridges. Right, you would just say, and it's like, well, I wanted to loop around. Right. Trying to get a few junk miles in. See what I did there? But, you, but you're, like, you're like, Jeff, you were in your car. You're like, hey, are we going to clean up trash on this beach or not? Come on, Randy. Who was Randy in the last one? Randy was somebody. Randy might have been the head of uh, Runner's World, I believe. Randy, yes, head of Runner's World, Randy. It seems like hours ago. We were talking about such topics. Think about Runner's World. I like it. Let that truck go by. Um, the type is so small now, and is? I have very old eyes. Okay. Very old. I think my eyes, if I've gotten older, have gotten smaller. Okay. So it's even harder to read. I do, I do notice. I was like, are your eyes shrinking, yeah. Jeff? I didn't want to bring it up, but now that you, now that you say it. I have cold, dark doll eyes, okay. much like uh, Jaws. Like Jaws, Flint from Jaws. By the way, my favorite movie of all time. It, it never disappoints. It's one of those movies where flipping by, any moment it's on, everything stops. You watch it, right? Yep, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's got everything. It's, it's, it's got humor. It's got thrills. It's got heart. It's got uh, a beach. I mean, it's got, it's got Roy Scheider. I mean, what else do you want from a movie? Has there ever been a great movie like that? that has spawned such horrible sequels. I, I can't think of one. I mean, just, uh, I mean, obviously, it's very rare that a sequel ever holds the quality of the original. Well, Godfather 2 is an exception, yeah. right? Yeah, you can say that. Um, Hangover 2. Right, yeah, just w one of the great movies of all I time. I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. I will say, uh, the uh, Police Academy movies yeah. just got better and better. That's why they kept making them, Chip. Yeah. It's just like, I like when they would just go deep on one of the characters. You know what I mean? Like Tim Kazarinski. There's yeah. a whole movie just devoted to his marital troubles. Absolutely. Very dark. Right, and I want to know, oh, is, 
his wife cheating? Is, you know, have they just grown apart? Is it just a, maybe it's how they're raising the kids? You know, it's just so many issues that I need to know about Sweet Chuck. Hey, you know, this is good. I'm glad you knew his name. I believe it. I think it is too. That might be in our corrections yeah. next week. Um, so slow down right now. There's a, that's true. I mean, just for the safety, not only your two favorite running podcast hosts, but scores of kids, campers, um, motorcycle gangs that are just teaming along this boardwalk. We're just going to slow it down. We're almost at like a seven minute pace now. Yeah. Slow for us. So, and we're only a couple blocks away from the end of our run. Chip, this will be a very famous. This will be an 8.2. Yeah, he's running no shoes on the hot. That's where's that? 7 Eleven. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's right. Maybe that's is that exemption? Uh, you're allowed to have you're allowed to go in sans shoes and sans shirt. I would, I would assume pants still mandatory. This one's pretty sketchy. The 8th Avenue 7-Eleven in Belmar is not, okay. it's not a, uh, it's not one of our finer establishments that we send people to. Right. But if you need, like I was on the beach yesterday, I needed a little decaf coffee chip. Okay. And I said, why not treat myself to some really disgusting decaf right. coffee yeah. and get uh, my wife a drink while I'm at it. That's, that's, that's that's what the 7-Eleven's for. Now, can, you, can I ask you? Yeah, sure. I have to delve in too deep. No, what, oh, they're getting badges here in this little trailer. Uh, now, oh, a lot of green sharks here. Uh, There's a camp. camp. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, why do you need a decaf coffee? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, good question. Um, I have a weird body issue for the past five years. Okay. I have a heat regulation issue that causes all sorts of weird things. Okay. One of the weird things is... One of my true joys in life is drinking coffee in the morning. Right. Like, I love it. Like, I, I, yeah, I just love it, love it, love it. Once June hits, and for some reason, once it hits 80, if I drink caffeine, I get these pulsations in my chest. Uh, okay. Tightens up, almost like an anxiety thing. I see, yeah. And it's crazy. And I'm like, wait. It's crazy. It's part of the human body. Part of the human body. Beautiful It really is. I'm not besmirching uh, my anatomy, anyone's anatomy, really the anatomy that God, God has given us. Um, but I just said God has given us. I'm going to walk by and she, she thought we were a religious podcast. And, you know, it, it wouldn't have seemed as creepy if we were back at Ocean Grove. Right. If we were Ocean Grove, they'd be like, is this one of the 12 Ocean Grove podcasts that's called What God Has, what given, God us, has given Us. Right. So I, on vacation, what I do is, Chip, I put one ounce, maybe one ounce of real coffee in and then like... 16 ounces of decaf. So it masks, masks the rest. It's just fooling. Like, I can taste the one ounce of deliciousness, right. and I get a little jolt. And I'm like, oh, so good, so good. More, more, more. But then it's just warm brown water, the rest of it. You know, and, and once again, I'm not, I'm not besmirching you. I'm yeah, not yeah. making fun of you. I do almost the same thing. Here's what I do. Yeah. Is I will go to a Wawa, right. and I will get a Wawa, just it's like a quart uh, orange juice. Yeah. I will get the no pulp yeah, orange yeah. juice, okay? Makes now, sense. follow me. I get the no pulp orange juice, and then what I do is I take it out to the car, do a couple of bumps of Coke, and then I drink the rest of the no, the no pulp. Yeah, and so, no, that, that doesn't. You know what I do? My kids hate it. Everyone, I like, this is going to maybe lose us a few followers on okay. this podcast. I like juice half and half. Any juice. Name a juice. Uh, orange. I'll take orange, half with water, half with orange juice. I dilute it to, it's almost not even juice. 
right? I, I don't like strong flavored juices, Chip. It's also too much sugar? Too much. I love Cran Raz, my favorite juice in the world. Okay. I do a half water, half Cran Raz, and my kids will take a sip and literally almost spit it out. No, I'd be like, yeah. where is the sugary goodness? And I'm like, no, it's more drinkable this way. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know what somebody showed me one time? This is not the healthiest option, so don't don't take this as one of my tips. But uh, if you if you want to fill up and you don't have, uh, there was a lady who told me this once, and it's delicious, <laughs> and it's a, it's at least a little bit nutritious. Uh, she takes half orange juice yeah. and puts half diet ginger ale in there. What? It's almost like a little bit of a little mimosa, let's say, but you can still drive. <laughs> but it fills you up, and uh, it's got that sweetness. It's delicious. This is a uh, this is a new part of the podcast. Chip and I will end every podcast with Chip and Jeff's delectable drinks. Uh, can, I give, can I give a food, uh, yeah, a, a food uh, re- recommendation? I remember being five years old going over to my friend Dave Negrin's house. Right. Uh, and I was eating dinner over his, his house. His, it, now, he was five, too. It, yeah, but yeah, he was his parents' home. Right. His mother cooked. And, you know, for five years of my life, I'm just eating food like a rube. Right. And then I see we had uh, some sort of meat. Right. And we had uh, mashed potatoes and corn. Not on the cob. Cobbless corn. corn. And I saw him mix the corn corn. with mashed potatoes. My world was (laughs) shattered. From then on, I've never had the two separate. You mix them up, and it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, just, I mean, for pure utility reasons, it's just easier to eat. Your corn doesn't get away from you. The corn doesn't fall off. It's all, it's just, it's, it's, it's right in there. Everything's just nice and compact, stuck to the fork. Anything really you eat with mashed potatoes. Peas, a big, big fan of peas and mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Throw them right in the mashed potatoes, too. Yeah. I was just over in Ireland last year, and they drink... Uh, There's no reason to brag, Chip. I'm sorry. I, I, I go on. I'm kidding. This, this is the bragging uh, se- segment. Uh, they call them mushy peas, I think? Yes. Yeah, mushy peas. Yeah. And uh, one of the most bizarre uh, things I've ever eaten, yeah. and which you wouldn't think is bizarre. It's just peas that are mushed down. And Maybe one of the most appropriate names. Absolutely. They weren't going for something, yeah, yeah. right? They weren't like, hey, let's try because they they have a lot of like, you know, you go to Britain, they have bubble and squeak, uh, they have, you know, it just they'll they'll name things like a, after a dessert. It's not actually a dessert. They'll call something like a pa a pudding, and it's actually like sheep brains yes. and like a cow hoof. Absolutely, and I, yeah, I just I was like, I just wanted the tapioca, but it's it's like it's lamb pudding, and you're just like, ugh. See, guys, we'll throw in food talk and Chip and Jeff's delectable drink talk, and we'll just mix it up. Chip, this is the end of our oh, podcast. Man. We did 8.2. That's pretty good. We met a lot of good friends. And, and Carol. Nameless, nameless Jake. Nameless Jake. Uh, the, the Johnny's pork roll guys. My cousin. My cousin, Pat McCartney. His name's Pat McCartney. Yeah, not, not McCarthy. Um, and not Paul McCartney. Don't get confused with that either. All right. All right, so we're going to sign off right now, guys. So make sure you visit... Uh, you can go junkmileshow.com. You can go at Chip Chantry at Twitter, at UseWigs at Twitter. And our new website will be junk, uh, junkmileshow.com. Right now it goes to our SoundCloud, which you can get our latest episodes. But it'll be, No, SoundCloud's great. Big fan. Um, and then next coming up next week, we're interviewing Jen Miller. Very popular uh writer on running for the New York Times, Philly Inquirer, Runner's World, and she has a fabulous new book out called Running, a love story, which we will discuss. You excited, Chip? I'm really excited. I think hopefully the fans who are listening, let's just say there's fans who have started listening. They listen to two episodes and they're like, you know what? Not a real big fan of Jeff. 
Yeah. Also, also, yeah. not a fan of Chip right. at all either. Right, right. Not a big fan of us. Here's the thing: we're going to be having guests on yes. for, I would say, for every show from now on, for the most part. Uh, so if you don't like us as much, there's going to be a lot less of us. There'll be at least one other person here to talk. It's a lot less airtime for us. So, so if you do enjoy us, we're still going to be here. But if you don't, it's going to be less of us. So, uh, please join us for uh, Junk Miles with a lot less of Chip and Jeff coming up. Bye. Right.